what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Exchange, a monthly conversation about startups and small businesses with ideas, tools, and advice to operate your business more effectively. My name is Jeff Newville, your co-host, and I'm the director of the Small Business Center at Catawba Valley Community College in Hickory, North Carolina. I'm joined by my co-host, Gary Muller, who is the dean of the School of Business, Industry, and Technology at Catawba Valley Community College. Gary, how are you doing? Doing real well. It's been a busy few weeks. I know our listeners probably will notice, but your title has actually changed. You were previously the head of the business department, and now you are you're officially Dean Muller. Yes, it's a little bit change of responsibilities. Well, Get to deal with the same folks, uh, but a little bit broader base. Well, well congratulations then to you. Thank you very much. And we're, we're taping this podcast in August, and uh, August is a very special month. Do you know why this is a special month? My grandson was born then. Well, that's, that's one reason that is special. But this is the one-year anniversary of the Entrepreneur Exchange. I know. I got a little teary-eyed this morning. Well, you're a pretty sentimental, sappy kind of guy. So anyway, it, it, and it's exciting. It's exciting. You know, I, I, I got you a gift. Oh, did you really? I left it in the car, though. Oh, okay. sorry. Yeah, like, I thought it was going to be one of our great gift packs we give to the people that uh, have their small business of the month. The, the, the gift I give you will be much less valuable oh. than that. So That's a little disappointing, but understandable. So uh, Today's show, uh, we've got uh, a guest with us, uh, Teddy Burris, who's a social media consultant and trainer who's going to be talking to us about using LinkedIn with your small business, and we'll end with our uh, small business of the month. But uh, let's, uh, let's start a little bit with uh, some articles or an article that crossed our desk. And, and I was reading the most recent edition of Fast Company magazine. Love that magazine. And uh, I, I tend to deal with uh, a lot of folks that are interested in starting restaurants or food businesses. And sometimes... When, they, when I meet with somebody, I, I have a deep sigh, and, and that's really a tough one uh, you know, when it comes to uh, starting a business and, and uh, a very challenging one. And uh, if you are in the financial area, you, you probably would say that at least half of them go out of business pretty quickly, so just in terms of the fallout rate. I think it's a challenge for anybody trying to work with folks wanting to start a food business because they get the passion, they have some great ideas, great products or great you know food that they want to offer but it's like a lot of businesses they don't know the financial side and in the restaurant business it can catch you real quick if you don't know that side of the business well there's an interesting interview uh, that people should look at if you're thinking about starting a food business or in a food business uh, with nancy silverton who runs a couple of uh, restaurants in los angeles and they they talk to her about uh you know what what makes a good restaurant or what's you know some some keys to business success and and she talks about three keys to success in the food business number one food comes first you know, which sounds obvious but uh, if you don't have a good product you're probably not going to last too long it's like anything else no matter what you do how you market it or how well you present it if the product or the food's not any good they're not going to come back and as you know over the last few months many of my small business of the month have been food establishments because that's close to my stomach and my heart. <laughs> but they all have focused on uh, some of the keys that you're probably going to talk about. But the 
first one being they've got to have a good product because you're not going to come back the second time. That's right. If they didn't have a good product, they some of our small businesses of the month might be our... It'd be just uh, for our, a month. Our, yeah, they, they're not with us any longer. May they rest in peace. Uh, second one, service isn't just serving. And she talks about the importance of, of your staff and not just uh, delivering food, but uh, building uh, some rapport with customers and giving them some reason to... Uh, feel good about your establishment and come back. I think that's key in any business, but it's certainly people go, and we do, I'm sure you do, go to a restaurant where they treat you nice and they're, they're friendly. So you get the food and the, the relationship. That's a good tie. I agree. I agree. And the last one that she says is, which is very important, money always matters. And operating a restaurant, she talks about, it's, it's really can't be a hobby if you really want a, it to be your vocation. And continually, uh, relentlessly monitoring operational costs to make sure that you're uh, as efficient as possible and, and watching the bottom line is key. I think that whether it's a restaurant or any business, sometimes we see folks who are in love with their product or service and uh, probably don't have as much financial background and, and uh, sometimes don't understand uh, how various expenses will impact their bottom line. Absolutely. I mean, you need to know what those costs are. Waste in a, a food establishment or a, food, a restaurant is something that can catch up with somebody real quick. I was in a franchise business a handful of years ago, and uh, when we were in the store running it, or the managers were, we felt pretty good. But when we had our part-time folks, we had to, to monitor them and really train them well that waste and efficiencies were important to making sure we were going to be uh, successful in the long term. And that's, that's a hard thing to get to people because they get so focused on having the best food and the best service, but the financial side is key. Well, uh, good article to check out if you're, if you're starting a, a restaurant or food business, if you're in business. Uh, this, uh, the September edition of Fast Company Magazine, we, we urge you to check it out. And uh, before we get to our main topic, we're going we're gonna, to uh, give a little shout-out to our sponsor, the Greater Hickory Kia Classic at Rock Barn Golf and Spa in Conover, North Carolina. It's coming up October 13th through 19th. You can get tickets and information about it at www.greaterhickorykiaclassic.com. And uh, it's a fun time. We've been out there before and enjoyed it. Beautiful course. Beautiful course. Uh, They do a great job for the fans as well as the golfers. And that's a perfect time to, to be in North Carolina. Yeah, it should be per- should be perfect. It's uh, I think going to some of these seniors' events. It's a little bit more informal. You get a little more interaction with uh, some of the players, and the players it's, uh, are much more. It's a good time. Willing to talk and uh, be friendly. Well, let's let's uh, let's uh, introduce uh, bringing our our guest this month. Our guest is Teddy Burris. Teddy is with Burris Consulting Incorporated in Winston Salem. He is a social media consultant and coach. He focuses on social media, LinkedIn, blogging, Twitter. He is a published author. Uh, has done books on networking and social media. Teddy, how are you doing today? I am doing great, Jeff. It's a beautiful day in uh, downtown Advance, North Carolina. Downtown, you know, in Winston-Salem, Advance, you know, I, I guess Advance is a suburb of Winston-Salem. Yeah. It is, it is. And uh, just out in the country, and it's just uh, I'm looking out the window, and it's beautiful blue skies, so it uh, makes me... Uh, Makes me eager to uh, just keep having fun. Nice part of the state. 
Well, well, Teddy, you specialize in, in several, several areas. You uh, do training seminars, you do consulting, and, and one of your focuses has become LinkedIn. And, yeah, and I'm on LinkedIn. I use LinkedIn. And, and, and when we first talked, I always sort of got the impression LinkedIn was more of a, here's how I'm publishing my, my resume. Here's going to help me find jobs and connect to people more on a personal level. But, but you are finding ways where businesses are, are leveraging LinkedIn to, to be more effective. You know, you're right. Uh, for the longest time, the, uh, everybody thought LinkedIn was a job search tool when it was all about promoting your resume and letting people discover you and hoping that recruiters would call you and invite you in for an interview. And here's the neat thing about that, Jeff, that what happened was all of these individuals who started using LinkedIn to find jobs, they started connecting. And so they get jobs and now they're connected. And so it may have started out, or even today, we may, uh, until we learn better, only use LinkedIn as a job search tool. But once you get your profile built and you start connecting, and then here's a really, really cool piece about LinkedIn that most people don't take advantage of, the engagement part. And when you really start getting involved in conversations, uh, conversations with your network, conversation within groups, et cetera, et cetera, and so what's happening is we are getting better at using this tool beyond its original purpose that we thought it was for and now using it for a business communications tool and businesses are benefiting by that. And it's uh, really rewarding to help people figure it out and to watch it happen. Well, yeah, I, um, you know, there, there are a lot of social media sites out there that uh, businesses are using, can use, and and uh, you know, Facebook is certainly uh, probably the most common one out there, and, and and a lot of businesses have started a Facebook page or something. How, you know, how does how does LinkedIn fit in uh, or compare to Facebook? How does it complement Facebook and and some of the other common uh, social media vehicles like Twitter or or or, or some of these others? So great question because there are lots of them and. In- I had a conversation a couple of days ago with a group where I talked about Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Google Plus and Pinterest and Instagram and Foursquare and uh, WordPress, uh, uh, House, H-O-U-Z-Z is one I just learned about. And there are lots of different social media sites that we can get involved in. What's the important thing is to figure out what's the purpose. What are we trying to achieve? And really, there's two very deliberate but relevant activities that we need to be considering social media as a, as a tool for businesses. And the first is what most people understand social media is for and use it for, and that's marketing. And Facebook and Pinterest and Instagram, even YouTube are great, powerful tools for marketing. And, uh, and lots of companies, lots of big brands, and even smaller brands have figured out how to do that, and it works well. The other side uh, and the other benefit of social media is what I focus on, which is teaching individuals to learn to present themselves, to connect with other individuals, and to then engage in conversations relevant to who they are and what they do. So it really takes social media as a business tool to a whole other level outside of marketing, albeit relevant to the marketing well well uh, taking taking that a little bit further how do you uh, how do you use linkedin specifically to you know market yourself market your business 
Um, you know, when you're when you're talking to people about LinkedIn, what sort of advice do you give them to uh, uh, get get started with LinkedIn and, and and use it to market themselves? Great question, Jeff. It's and there really are, there are three very deliberate series of activities that you have to do to get value as an individual for the purposes of your business. And the very first thing you need to do on LinkedIn is to present yourself with what I refer to as a bold, proud, and interesting personal profile. That's step number one is present yourself. And, and I also in my coaching, I'll use phrases like present yourself as an expert, as an authority, as a trusted connection, and so that when people find you on LinkedIn, they'll go, huh, I want to get to know this guy. That's step one. Once you have, once you presented yourself well on LinkedIn, step two is to start connecting. And often, here's what people do, uh, or here's what happens to us. We get a naked invite. And Jeff, I have to ask you, have you ever gotten a naked invite on LinkedIn? Careful. <laughs> yeah. And you have. And Jeff, you really don't need to answer because I know the answer is yes. And I know Gary has as well. Absolutely. And here's what I think. You've obviously, you've, you've obviously seen our profile pictures right. uh, when you asked that question, yeah. uh, Teddy. Yes. We had to get I Jim have. to change his profile picture a couple of times. Yeah, please do. Please. Here's what a naked invite looks like. It says one of these two things. Please join me on my professional network. There's no value to that. There's nothing there. Here's the other one we're getting more often now. Because you are someone I trust. And you don't know this person from Adam. And so those are what I call naked invites. And what happens is people start firing those off left and right with no real deliverance, no real focus. And then here's what happens to us. We get them and we either have to figure out who they are, ignore them, or accept them and not have any idea what the relevance is. And what's important in connecting on LinkedIn is determine the relevance, determine the value to each other. Mm-hmm. And accept where relevant and where we're useful to each other. Uh, that's step two. It's all about connecting. And so, and, and then we go to the next step, which is not necessarily the last step, but it's the, the 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 third step is the third most important step on LinkedIn, and that's engaging. Too often, what we do is we put a profile out there. You know, it may represent our resume, which is wrong, uh, or it may be a little bit more informative and useful information. And then we start connecting, and uh, but then we don't do this next step. We don't engage. And too often, we just keep hitting click, click, accept, accept, accept. And we don't know what to do. We don't know how are we going to use this tool to create value. And the real value happens when you start engaging. Engage in conversations, on topics, content that's relevant to who you are and what you do. And... And engaging, uh, uh, Gary and Jeff, engaging starts at the very beginning. When you accept a connect request from somebody, immediately fire back a message to them, thank them for the connection, and engage them in some question, some idea, some thought. So bottom line, in a big picture, to answer your question, uh, Jeff, it's all about present yourself, connect relevantly and broadly, and engage in conversation and that's when businesses see value from their individuals using uh, LinkedIn. Now, and, and Teddy, when you say engage with uh, uh, the people that you're connected to, 
uh, you know, responding with some sort of email is obviously one way that that can be done. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the other opportunities that LinkedIn offers to engage with people. I know that there are groups and things that you can join out there, um, you know, from, from a way to provide value to my business. What are other suggestions that you have for people in, in, in ways that they can be engaging to, to uh, improve their business? Great, great question, Jeff. I just finished uh, a new ebook uh, that I've written on how to engage on LinkedIn. And in the ebook, I have dozens of different ideas. And I, I just I give you some high level ideas that really are pretty easy for people to figure out without a lot of effort. The first thing is there's that news feed that scrolls down through uh, on LinkedIn, very similar to the news feed on Facebook or Twitter. And when you see content from people that you trust and respect, or you have some level of relationship with, and you read that content and you go, man, that's good. A way to engage is simply click like, which tells your uh, network that you read it. Maybe comment on it and engage in a conversation to that, uh, that article or that post. Um, and then the third way is maybe if you thought it was really worthwhile, maybe you want to share it forward to your, into your network uh, so that your network can see the article that you found that, that you discovered had some value. Those are the simplest way to, to engage uh, in the timeline. One other area that's really useful to engage uh, in uh, is in uh, LinkedIn groups, uh, groups relevant to who you are, relevant to your industry, your business, et cetera, et cetera. As, uh, if you're in a good group that has uh, an engaging membership, you will find lots of good content that you can and then, again, comment on, share it, um, uh, with each other, uh, just, those are just two or three very simple ways to engage on LinkedIn that can create value. We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now, as promised, back to your show. You know, when you, when you talk about the, the group aspect of it, you know, I've gone out to LinkedIn before and, and looked at various small business groups and whatnot, and there are lots of them. You know, and, and sometimes I'm, you know, they can, it can be a little bit overwhelming a bit to figure out which ones are worth my time. Is it uh, trial and error or are there certain keys, key things I should be looking for in, in choosing groups or any suggestions on that? <laughs> I love it. Trial and error. Uh, we, we, do, we all do business in many respects, but trial and error. I know that. Uh, what I want to do is coach people to reduce the amount of trial and error they do. Uh, now, I'm a big fan of two other words that are really important, and that's experiment and experience. A little bit less. I, I, that sounds, bit that sounds better than trial and error. I, I'm gonna, we're going to write does, that down. It does, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't know where I got that, but that's what I now coach as you write that down. I'm writing that down. <laughs> so let me answer your question by first asking you, do you have any idea how many groups there are on LinkedIn? I, I I would I would take a guess. I would guess I, I, I would say thousands, but I I okay. you know I mean I I don't know. Gary, do you have a do you have a a, a guess? I'd say tens of thousands. Go higher. Yeah, <laughs> a couple hundred thousand. 
Millions. Million. Yeah. How about uh, how about I tell you exactly as of this morning because I had this information at my fingertips. Two million twenty one thousand one hundred and forty six. Excuse me. One hundred and forty seven groups. Keep no. going. <laughs> no, it's one two one four seven. Okay. Two million twenty one thousand. Well, so uh, so uh, it's hard to experiment and experience all of those, uh, Teddy. So how so what what do you uh, suggest to weed them down a bit? It's all about another aspect of LinkedIn that uh, I haven't talked about yet, which is called research. And research will allow you to find uh, areas of LinkedIn that you want to get involved in. You can research company, people, industries, influencers. You can also research groups. And the really cool thing about groups is if you go into LinkedIn and, and, you, and you change the LinkedIn search button so you're searching groups, you can type in keywords and you can find groups that are all about. If I go up here and type in uh, economic development, economic development, then I will probably find that there are, oh, looks like, 428 groups that have the phrase economic development in it. Mm -hmm. And so then I can do more research and I can find this first group's got 1,500 people in my network or who are already in this group that has 20,000 members. And then I can see more information about how engaging is it, what kind of conversations are going on, et cetera, et cetera, what's their primary purpose, mm -hmm. what's, their, uh, what's their role, and then I can make a decision based on that research. You know what? I want to experience this group. And then I can join the group. Sometimes you have to wait to get permission. Sometimes it's an open group. You can jump right in and you can start experiencing it and see if it's something you want to continue participating in. So, And the neat thing about groups is they're free. And if you jump in and decide it's not for you, nobody's going to shoot you if you jump out. What if you started into it with LinkedIn as a job search or just an individual getting started, but you want to do it for your business now? Would you start a separate LinkedIn connection that no, way? No, okay. no you, you know, the, the terms and services of LinkedIn, which I'm quite certain both of you have read word for word. Am I right? <laughs> no comment. Let's move along. To Next question. So I, I have. I've read the terms and services of LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus, et cetera, et cetera, word for word. The terms and services for LinkedIn say you are allowed to have one professional, one profile per person, uh, regardless of what you do. So to answer your question, Gary, what you do is when you create your profile and you develop it to be inward focused to HR professionals so you can find a job, once you get that job and decide that you want to now go professional on LinkedIn and focus outward so that your uh, your customers, your community uh you know, the people you work with outside the company can see you. Bottom line is you just modify your profile so it speaks to who are you and what you're doing today. Okay. So, so, it's, so it's not like Facebook where you might see a business page for a, a company. It's still going to be individually oriented, but they can use it to focus uh, their interest based on their business that they're currently operating. Yeah, that's what I was wondering Absolutely. if you do that. Absolutely. Now, there are, there are also uh, uh, LinkedIn business pages and LinkedIn showcase pages, uh, which are great tools for organizations to share content about their industry, about their business. That's a relevant, big words, relevant and useful to their audience. Mm -hmm. And when you share that content on your business page, you can then make it available to your employees so that they can then take that content and share it forward to their individual networks. 
So, and, and, and you, I, I, you said showcase page. What, what was the other uh, piece that you said in there? Yep, uh, uh, showcase pages or a sub page underneath for company pages. Mm-hmm. And what showcase pages have become is the replacement for what used to be called the products and services pages. Mm-hmm. And showcase pages, just like company pages, just like individual profiles, LinkedIn has decided that all of these pages and profiles need to be engaging. So showcase pages are not about uh, websites uh, blasting out content. They're about places where you go and you can engage on conversation relevant to the products, relevant to the company, or relevant to the individuals. Sounds good. Yeah. You uh, key word that you said uh, when you were talking about groups is research. And for a company... To me, LinkedIn would appear to offer some powerful market research opportunities. If I'm a business and I want to find out about other companies or other people doing similar things to what I'm doing, do you do you talk to folks any about uh, ways they can use LinkedIn to conduct market research? And is is there is there some opportunity there for for folks in business? There absolutely is. And again, another ebook that I've written is all about researching on LinkedIn. Because you are 100% right, Jeff, it is a, it is a powerful tool to, tool to do market research. Uh, you can discover who are the principals in organizations. Uh, you can discover who are they're connected with. Uh, yes, you've got links uh, within the, the company pages to go to their websites, and you can then tie Hoover's or Dun & Bradstreet into, those, into that research activity. But just on LinkedIn, you can discover organizations who have decided that LinkedIn is a business tool for them. I'll tell you why I say it that way in a moment. And you can discover those companies that have a good uh, LinkedIn company page and showcase pages and discover all the individuals who will work for those companies who also have a LinkedIn company profile or excuse me, well, LinkedIn personal profile. My coaching on research about companies on LinkedIn, Jeff, is that often most uh, many businesses have not discovered the true value of LinkedIn, and so they have not invested the time and energy to build a LinkedIn company page. It's free. Uh, it's real easy to do, but many have not done it, and so really uh, there's a lot of good companies out there, but not all of the good companies are on LinkedIn with the pages today. And by the way, you want to take a gander at how many LinkedIn company pages there are out there? Mm, less than two million uh, number of groups. Gary, what do you think? A million three hundred and forty-three. Three million eight hundred and sixty thousand seven hundred and ninety seven hundred and ninety-one. Can you tell us what the stock market is doing too, Teddy? What are you looking at? Uh, I'm st- I'm still working today, buddy. Okay, okay. You you seem you you seem to be on the ball when it comes to the numbers. That's right. <laughs> So, yeah, there's 3.8 million companies out there on LinkedIn. And then remember, there's about 350 million people on LinkedIn. And, uh, but it really is a growing social network focused on business-to-business communications, business-to-business connecting, and uh, presenting yourself as individuals, presenting yourself as a company. Uh, it, it, uh, LinkedIn is a fast growing uh, network that we all need to be actively engaging on. One last question for you on LinkedIn, Teddy, is as far as uh, you, you gave us some good information for how to present yourself and 
and engage. Are, are there certain mistakes that you see on a common uh, basis that people are doing that when they're getting started with LinkedIn that maybe they could be avoiding? Any, any advice on mistakes to avoid? I guess that the very first uh, and most predominant mistake people make is to think that LinkedIn is your resume. And it's not your resume. And I'm actually writing an article on LinkedIn titled, uh, I read your obituary, I won't hire you. Okay. <laughs> That's because, a catchy title. In my, in my opinion, for the most part, resumes and, and LinkedIn profiles that represent uh, or, or duplicates of your resume, that's old content. I don't care where you were. If I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile, I want you to clearly tell me who are you, what do you do, what's your value, and what have you done in, in the past, relevant, big word, relevant to who you are today. Uh, and too often people don't catch on to that whole word about relevance. If I want, if I want to have the Goodyear blimp go by your house so you can look up at it and see my glorious picture with my beautiful blue eyes that my mother's so proud of and see my bio, I do not want you to see that I used to work for a trash company in the morning and deliver caskets just in, after, just in time in the afternoon. I want this billboard to tell you, Jeff, I'm Teddy Burris. I'm a social media coach. Look at my story. Well, we, we've enjoyed your story, and, and we, we, we very much appreciate your time. Teddy, if people want to find out more about you and, and uh, the writing and books that you've done, where can they find out more about you? You know, great question, Jeff. Here's my answer to anybody in a public manner. Uh, if you find me on this podcast, you go to LinkedIn, look for Teddy Burris, B-U-R-R-I-S-S. You can send me a LinkedIn Connect request. Tell me that you discovered me through this podcast. And I have enough relevance for me to say I will connect with you. And when you connect with me by telling me you found me on the podcast, I'll send you a link to my blog, all my articles, all the free content I give away. Okay. Well, fair enough. And, uh, and uh, you know, put Entrepreneur Exchange podcast in there when you, when you uh, contact Teddy through LinkedIn. And uh, it sounds like if you do that, he'll uh, accept your uh, your, your uh, link. And he won't be that naked. That's connection. right. And don't send the naked pictures. <laughs> so, Teddy, we very much appreciate you uh, spending time with us today. And, and uh, that's how you get up with Teddy. And Teddy also does training seminars through our North Carolina State Small Business Center Network. He'll be doing some for uh, us here in the Hickory area in late August and early September. He also does a lot of work in Forsyth County, which I believe is Winston-Salem uh, it as is. well, and, and other places throughout the state. So uh, he, he can be found, and uh, it would be worth your time to, to sit in and, and uh, uh, learn more about LinkedIn and social media and the other areas that he focuses on. So thanks so much, Teddy. Great to have you. All right, Jeff. Thank you very, very much for having me. I really appreciate your time. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wind up with our small businesses of the month. Uh, Gary, what uh, who are you going to highlight this month? Well, Jeff, my small business of the month is Timberland Landscaping, which is owned and operated by Josh Weichel, a graduate of Newton Connor High School and a second year turf management and horticulture student at CVCC. While in high school, Josh started his lawn mowing service to earn extra money doing something he really enjoyed. And his business has grown, pun intended, very rapidly. Good for you. Thank you. He's expanded the number of landscaping services just like a business, uh, not just cutting lawns anymore. He's expanding what he's doing 
and he's trying to build his business, but making sure that he focuses on the quality service, just like we talked about with the food service. I've really been impressed with his understanding that providing good customer service is the key to his long-term success. He also understands he needs to gain knowledge in other areas that he doesn't understand, and he reaches out to a variety of different people. He's young. He's energetic. He's looking to increase customers. I'm not getting commission for this, but he also wants to be careful when he builds his business. He's realized as his business has grown, adding friends to his staff can be a challenge. Yeah, this is true. They've got to follow through and have the same passion for good quality service. So I'm looking forward to watching his business blossom in the future. Can we find him on LinkedIn? That's the question of the day. I'm going to ask after talking to Teddy. I'm going to find out if he's got a LinkedIn page. Well, we need to know. He will. He will after this. Very good. The uh, company I'd like to give a shout-out to is called Collegiate Kids Books, and it uh, was started in 2011 by Brian Jones and Mark Bowman, and Mark prefers to be called Hootie Bowman. Mark, uh, Mark is the illustrator. Brian is a writer. And uh, uh, had a chance to meet these guys uh, a couple of weeks ago. They do children's books uh, that are uh, feature school university mascots, which uh, can help to pass along school traditions and, and promote school landmarks. They use a variety of texture materials. They do scratch and sniff. They do uh, really nice artwork. Uh, to turn children into enthusiastic fans and uh, reading a little bit about it and talking to them. Uh, uh, Brian uh, was was in a mixed marriage. He went to North Carolina State, and his wife went to UNC Chapel Hill, which... They must can, have separate houses. Uh, I, you know, or, or separate rooms. I don't yes. know, but, uh, you know, mixed marriages can work. Yes. But I think uh, Brian was concerned uh, to not let his child go down a certain light blue path and, and uh, uh, was pushing the wolf on on their daughters and they found that they could do books for uh, numerous colleges which requires a lot of legwork on their part because they have to get approval uh, through the schools Mm -hmm. and through the ncaa to do these things but they've done that and they've got books out on virginia tech north carolina state unc chapel hill alabama auburn clemson university of south carolina and, and and several more can I talk to him about Wake Forest? You can try. You know, I mean, uh, we're a little school. I understand that. I, I, a demon deacon could scare children before say, they it's, go it's to bed. I don't know. Face. That's true. Probably not nighttime reading. Yeah, maybe, exactly. maybe not. But I am worried about the scratch and sniff or the wolf pack. In this month. I can understand. But anyway, if you go to www.collegiatekidsbooks.com, you can find out more about them. You can order books and uh, uh, good small business. And uh, we wish them the best of luck as well. Sounds like a great company concept. I like it. All right. Well, we appreciate uh, we appreciate uh, Teddy being with us today and talking about LinkedIn. Uh, uh, we also want to thank again the Greater Hickory Kia Classic, which will be at the Rock Barn Golf and Spa Conover, North Car- in Conover, North Carolina, from October 13th through 19th, and, and being our sponsor. You can find out more about them at www.greaterhickorykiaclassic.com. We appreciate their being our sponsor, and we appreciate everybody listening, and we'll look forward to talking to you again next month. Have a good one. Everybody enjoy the next month. Beautiful season.
You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard. 